what's occurring, but what's occurring? Presented by Zwift. How are you, mate? <clears throat> yeah, I'm good. You know that. I was with you like half an hour ago. Yeah, we both sat here topless. <laughs> Not me. Just yeah, been out on the bike, got back, quick douche, and here we are. Nice ride, that though. It was a good ride, mate. It was a good ride. It was lovely. Nice oh. little coffee stop. No bikes were missing. Yeah, yeah. That that's forever going to be a joke now, isn't it? Got, we got outside the cafe and they were like, oh, "Be careful, your bike, G." That's <laughs> going to go on forever, isn't it? Now. Yeah, yeah. It was a good ride though. Sun on the back. You know what they say: winter miles, summer smiles, Garang. Oh, is it? Yeah, never heard that, but yeah, makes sense. No. That's what you say you knowing you're grinding out in the winter. Ah, winter miles, summer smiles, but... Yeah. <laughs> I always refer it to, like, building a house, you know, just putting the foundations now. We're building a pretty big house, aren't we? We need a lot of foundations. Yeah. Or cement. Or the same thing, like, building a cake. you got to build the layers, don't you? You don't just put the cherry on the top, but build the cake. To be fair, I've never made a cake, so... I've never built a house either, but, yeah. Mate, we're just mixing the flour now, mixing the flour and eggs. That's all we're doing. <laughs> oh, started with icing sugar, right? We're in the shop, mate. We're in the shop buying the flour and the eggs. That's what, we're, yeah. that's what I'm doing anyway. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah, give me two weeks. I'll be putting that cherry on top, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so we got a bit of a spin-off of a what's occurring, haven't we? Well, yeah, not a spin-off, like a bit different. Um, we did it last year. Yeah, the inaugural, inaugural, yeah. what is it? Awards. What's occurring annual award? We did it last year, it was a good hit. So we're gonna do I guess we can run through the um the categories and then we'll we'll just crack on with it. So we got a uh, rider of the year, race of the year, best attack, weapon of the year, breakthrough of the year, team of the year, surprise of the year, and grenadier of the year. So let's get into it. Rider of the year. <laughs> Yeah, well, obviously, uh, there's a few standouts. We've obviously got Pogaccia. Um, what should we talk about? Them? Should we name the nominees, talk about them, and then just say who's won? Yeah, let's do Hopefully that. Hopefully, we, we agree. So, first up, Pogaccia, obviously, winning the tour for a second time, doing that after winning for the first time the following year, achievement anyway. Just winning the tour two times is pretty good, isn't it? Um, but he also won, what did he win? Tirreno, UAE, Liège, Lombardy. Just bonkers, really, wasn't it? Like, Monuments in the year. Christ. Yeah. You forget about that. Yeah. So, third in the Olympics. And he was just consistent for, you know, 10 months, one he from the season. Didn't, you know, didn't have a dip. He was just always there. Um, Ridiculous, yeah. really, when you think about it. Then we got Van Aert. And yeah. similar thing. Always at the forefront. Did he win the most races this year? In the Peloton? Must be up there. George, stats, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but yeah, the tour, like winning Bontu, winning the TT and the sprints on the Champs-Élysées, like that's just insane, isn't it? Yeah. And I think with him, like, okay, one loads, but if he was at a race and he didn't win, he'd be podium or top five or top... He was always in the mix, wasn't he? Yeah. On top of always, you know, all the success and winning, he was just always knocking on the door and and then in the tour, you know, he won three stages, but then he was, 
you know, team player and yeah, just a, yeah, thir- thirteen races he won. I'm not sure if that's the most in the in the season. Gotta be, gotta be. Ah, Tour Brittany won as well. Four stages and the overall. Yeah. Did he win four stages? Yeah. Some boy, some boy. So. And our third nominee is uh, Lizzie Dignan. I think. Um, mm. Yeah, obviously she. Um, you know, popped out a kid a couple of years ago. Um, you know, had a decent year last year, but wasn't quite a, to where she was um, pre-baby. Obviously, stranger with COVID, but it just seemed like she was back to her, back to her winning self. One of the best in the world. Uh, won the first ever edition of Women's Roubaix in Unreal style. So um, nice to see her back where she belongs. Really. Um, mm. I mean, I, yeah, most definitely. I know who I'd pick. I think Roglic needs a shout out as well, though. Yeah. He was pretty consistent and won quite a few good races, Olympics, Walter. But yeah, I think it's got to be Pogacar again, haven't it? Like, sorry to just, he won it last year. It's quite boring, isn't it? But he is, he, for me, he's the uh, MVP. Yeah, couldn't agree more. I think, uh, just start to end. And he didn't just win races, he dominated them. He like, yeah. Like he didn't just win the tour. He, he, every second place was, well, I was going to say a step below, but you, you know, like second place was, yeah. there's a big gap. It's uh, just the caliber of the races he's won as well. Like you said, two monuments and the tour, like plus a couple of other world tour week races, medal in the Olympics. Sick, bro. Sick, bruv. <laughs> nice one, Tadai. Tadei. I learned that. Oh, yeah? Tadei. He came on the GTCC podcast, my other podcast, Garrett Thomas Cycling Club. And, yeah, that's how you say it anyway. Oh. Well, there you are then. Tadei. <laughs> um, What's up next? Race of the year. So we got um, the men's team pursuit final at the Olympics. I mean... That was pretty special. Um, there was a lot of build-up and a lot of hype to it, wasn't there? There was different nations coming in. Years gone, it's been, um, well, to be honest, pre-Olympics, it's been quite clear-cut. Certainly in my eyes, like GB have kind of been a level above. You know, it's been yeah. a bit of rivalry with the Aussies, but there's been, you know, one or two nations. Where going into the Olympics this year, it was, you know, the Danes were dominant, the Italians were coming up. Can GB mm. win it round pre Olympics? Australians were up there. Um, you know, even the French, it was like very unpredictable. And then to come down to the to the final and you know the I ties do the business, that that was a great final. So I think that's gotta be up there. Yeah, definitely. You know the difference there though, between the you know, G B dominating in the past and not anymore. You're gonna say yourself, aren't you? <laughs> no, I was just asking you what's the difference. Yeah. But yeah, thanks for that. Yeah. Thanks for the compliment. Well, well they rode then gammy bikes, didn't they? Lotuses. They yeah. didn't, didn't seem to upload, did they? But yeah. Tried to, but no. tried to reinvent the wheel. Like, yeah, I don't know. Cracking that though. That was, yeah, definitely a great race race that because the final was just, yeah, the Danes were for a while and the Italians won it on the last lap, didn't they? Yeah, I think so. And then the Danes yeah. crashed into the back of 
GB and it was all like oh during yeah 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 but it was uh, <laughs> quality another <laughs> race um the women's Madison still staying on the track that was uh that more for just how the women the GB women just dominated that just incredible <laughs> just incredible and um what was it seven out of the ten sprints I think they won so um yeah. Just yes. was a good one, that. Just, yeah. Worth a shout. Um, and then we got, yeah, we got two more on the list. Uh, Pai Roubaix, just, you don't need to say much more about it. It was just madness. Um, it's been so long before um, we'd had a wet edition. Everyone was anticipating the rain. It came, it, it delivered. Um, hell to ride, but I think as a spectator, I think it was one of the best races for a long, long time. Um, yeah. And with that, you know, we were talking before, like you, um, you're saying, you know, everyone had the story to tell. Like most people probably punched Most people probably crashed. Um, you just got to be lucky that when it happens to you, it's not in a, ba- a bad moment. You know what I mean? Like for you, obviously, crashed on Arenberg when it was all splitting and then that was kind of done. Whereas when also... Moscon, you know, he was, what, a minute and a half up and then he had a puncher and a crash. You know, if that had happened earlier on for him and then he'd been okay then, different story, in it? But that's where the luck sort of comes into a race like that. Or just, yeah, the bad luck happening at the right time, almost. Do you know what I've seen as well? I've only seen it recently. Is um, Carl Brelli crossed the finish line, got to the other side, started celebrating and he realised he had a puncture. So he, he, he punctured on the velodrome after the finish line. <laughs> I mean, you speak about luck, oh, well, bad luck hitting at the right time. Yeah. Good. Yeah, he got to the other side of the track and his wheel was flat. Um, just, just, you know, you couldn't make it up. So, uh, unreal race. And then the final one, which I don't actually know much about this because I didn't watch the race, but it's been as a nominee. I don't know if you've seen it. Uh, the Euros road race. I know it was carnage, attacking start to finish. Um, I really don't know much. Yeah. Who won it? Uh, Who's European champ? Italian guy. I'm sure an Italian one, no? Zolo? Cole Bradley. Cole Bradley won. Bradley, of course, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, was he deserves a shout-out for Rider of the Year, actually. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Or maybe, actually, no, we can name him in a different category. One's coming up, I'm sure. Breakthrough, we'll check him in that. Yeah. No, he's in one, mate. He's in one. Don't jump the gun. Oh, okay, sorry. But, um, yeah, Euros, I didn't actually see too much of it either, really. But from what they said, it was just, yeah, from kilometre zero or from the some climb after 20k, it was just ballistic and didn't stop. Um, similar to Worlds, it's kind of the way racing is going, really, isn't it? A bit like British racing is. You know, it's just like full gas and then just just keeps going. Whereas in the UK, people tend to slow down, but... Yeah, I mean, we didn't put Worlds in there, but that could easily fit in as well. Um, yeah. The situation for Gasp early on. But... So the winner, I'm guessing, I know what you're going to say. Yeah. I'm going to go with it as well, Roubaix. Got to be. be. Got to be. Nice. We're on the same wavelength here, mate. Yeah, so best best attack is the next award. And uh, we got quite a few decent awards up for this. Decent nominations. First one, Pogaccio Stage 8, Tour de France. Um, 
terrible day for me. One I'd like to forget. So thanks for putting this one in. Um, yeah, he's dead far out, wasn't it? I don't know the exact case, but it's on the penultimate climb on there. It's still a long way to go. So I have to go up and then down and then up some other thing and down to the finish maybe. And but it was just full gas racing from the start, wasn't it? And uh, didn't let up. UAE weren't controlling. And uh, poor. Yeah, some attack far out. Every, a lot on the line as well, you know. If he had blown up or whatever or wasted a lot of energy that day, he could have come back to bite him. But, you know, aggressive and, yeah, big attack. I've just remembered the stage. I couldn't remember it at first, but that was the the day there was like 100 people in the group Groupetta, wasn't it? And it rained all day. Yeah, 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 wet day. And they literally um, did not stop attacking. Yeah, he just took it on from so far out. And... Uh, just ballsy as well, you know, because he's obviously favourite for the race. A lot, lot was going on. You know, it's easy to sort of play it cool and just wait. But yeah, he took a ball by the on. So not just a big attack in the fact it was far out and, you know, you know, it was just a hard to do anyway and dropped everyone, all the GC guys, like by minutes. But just the balls it took to do it as well. And I think that just shows his age, his youthfulness and just no fear and just do it and see what happens. Yeah. Shout. Uh, next up, we got uh, Jasper Stuyven. Um, in Milan, San Remo, uh, got to the bottom of the Poggio, bottom of the descent. And there was, I think, 12, 12 guys in that front group, uh, all, the, all the hitters. There was a lot of fast guys still there. There was Van Aert, there was Caleb Ewing. And while Stuyven is a fast guy in his own right, he realised, I'm probably not going to win this in a sprint. Hit it, perfect moment. Um, I mean, what's it from the bottom there? Two, two and a half K. Um, and it's just that, it was just that perfect moment to attack, perfect move. And as soon as he got 100 metres, it was, it was game over. And it's the type yeah. of attack you've seen. You know, it's, in a monument like that, in a race like that, when it comes to the final, you've got one bullet in your in your chamber and he, he shot in and it won. Um, so just perfectly timed, perfectly executed. And also the balls to do it. Like, like you say, a lot of the time it's having the balls because he's a fast guy in his own right, but he realized that, hang on, I'm not quite the fastest in this group. And just that initiative to take it on. So um, Stuyven is up for it. Yeah. And one that's just come to me actually um, from the tour again, but Philippe stage one. Do you remember when we did the recon? And it was like an uphill finish. 3K was quite a fill, quite hard to start. Draggy, flat, draggy, kick a bit. Then, okay, quite flat to the finish. And we were like, ah, someone goes here at the start. It's not going to uh, stay away. Um, it'll be hard, but there'll, there'll be a lull and then there'll kind of be a few other attacks. And um, that's what we were saying before the race. And I remember someone, some... DSM dude, some big bastard from DSM almost took my front wheel out when I was behind you. And I was almost going to fight fire with fire, but I was like, ah, oh, actually, no, nah, it's okay. You know, I'll, I might lose position or two, but, you know, it's fine. It's going to, I'll be okay when it comes to the bottom. As it turns out, I was like maybe 30th at the back of the group. And it just went. And Quickstep just hit it from the start, didn't they? And he just went to the bottom and he just didn't look back. And he was just, I'd love to see what power he did up there. But, um, because even I did my best five-minute power, I think, after that. I think Tim told me. 
Um, because obviously at the back was moving up and then it just didn't let up, did it? And it was just 100% all the way to the line. And, um, but yeah, his attack just to keep going. And there was somebody, I can't remember who it was, but they got like halfway across, almost got up to him, but then just parked it up. And but he just had the legs to just keep going all the way to the line. And Van Art was pulling all the way up the climb on behalf of Roglic. So it's not, it didn't even lull, it just kept going and going. Oh, yeah. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Kept spanking it out the saddle and pulled away. Yeah, yeah, mate. Great shout. Um, another one. Back to uh, mentioned it before, but Lizzie Dignan, uh, Pai Roubaix. I mean, she attacked. I don't know the exact figure, but it was pretty much the first cobble section, fifty, sixty k to go, and made it to the Valdrome solo, won by. I don't know, a couple of minutes. And they ne- she never looked like getting caught. She was sideways a few times in the, you know, it was like wet, dry, wet, dry when they raced. Um, took it on, first section. I know what I'm doing. I'm off. Bam, off she went. Never to be seen again. Um, yeah, just an impressive day out. Yeah, fair play, Lizzie. Um, final one. There's been some good attacks. Final one. Uh, back to the tour again, but on Murder Britain, Matthew. Van der Poel when yeah he went do you remember we go up it twice he went up the first time to get the bonus seconds and he went like so hard like he got a gap like in five seconds in ten seconds I think he had an eight second gap on the peloton it was unbelievable and um, I was like wow that's a lot of effort to put in just for like you know your bonus seconds but obviously he was looking to get the yellow jersey and um, he took them but the peloton didn't really, you know, kept him so he didn't just ride away, but kept him in check. We're thinking, plus a lot of energy to to waste. And then come to the final time up it, and he just did it again, basically. And um, obviously, everyone was racing like super hard, you know. And the, the way Alaphilippe went the day before, you were thinking, well, he's he's a level above everyone. But then suddenly, Van der Poel did that. Nobody could respond. And he took the jersey, didn't he? I think yeah. up there. Yeah. And um, but yeah, that that attack just oh, it's just sick, isn't it? Makes you sick. And what was makes that even more impressive is that you know, quick uh, quick step had the jersey with Philippe. and I remember Alpashima riding so that it was all together for the first time up, so that he could take the bonus seconds. So he knew right, I need to take the bonus seconds first time up, then do a lap, and I have to win the second time up. And that was his plan from the get-go. It's not like, oh, the race, it happens to be together now. I might as well go for these bonus seconds. Yeah. Go start the stage on their bus. They said, right, we want it all together. First time up, I'll attack. I'll take the bonus seconds. And next time up, I'll win. That was their, that was their plan. Okay, you can have a plan and in reality, it's hard to execute. But from the get-go, that's what they wanted to do. And he did it. Um, so, yeah, weapon. Chapeau. This is a tough one. Who's going to win this then? Um... I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go, Lizzie, mate. Um, winning Roubaix solo is like special, I imagine. But to win it from <laughs> that far out solo, I remember Boonen and Cancellara both won it from like yeah. 50k out, I think. Oh, Grady as well. He went from far out, didn't he? Yeah, not quite that far though. I don't think. I think he was about 40. Um, okay. There'll be some statisticians out there who will prove me wrong, but I think it was about forty. 
Um, and Lizzie put another 10, 20k on top of that. So for me, I'm going Lizzie Roubaix. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with that. I think, uh, you know, a lot of good attacks, a lot of big attacks there. But as you say, 60k out in Roubaix, like, as we all know, women's bike racing is getting better and better. So um, fair play. Yeah, Lizzie, best attack of the year. Mega. Moving on, weapon of the year. So, yeah, just... Uh, yeah, this is like weapon slash hard man slash, you know, yeah, that type of thing. So we've got two, two nominees. Um, so Roglic coming back to win um, the Olympics and Vuelta post-Tour de France. So, you know, if he'd won Olympics and Vuelta under normal circumstances, but obviously... He had a devastating Tour de France, uh, you know, going in probably one of two big favourites. Um, crashed out there, all went wrong, skinned himself, you know, went back to the drawing board, came back, won the Olympic TT and won the Vuelta. Um, so I think just more hard man, you know, like a lot of guys would feel like mentally out. tough as well. Yeah. yeah, just a tough bugger, yeah. Um so to come back when, you know, when shit goes wrong, to flip that on his head and have great success. Um, yeah, weapon. And the other nominee is, do you remember? Uh, yeah, but I don't know. His, uh, just, uh, I might Lachlan, get his name wrong. Lachlan Norton, I think his name is. Um, yeah, rides for EF, doesn't he? And he, he set out from Bruges the same time as we set out from Bruges in the Tour de France. And he's, his goal was to make it to Paris before we did. Um, and he, but he did all the transfers as well. So where, whereas we got on the bus, he did everything, did every stage and every transfer and completely unaided, no support. Um, his cycling shoes started rubbing his feet. So he did, I think the last two thirds of it in Birkenstock flip flops, uh, sleeping in tents, just getting food from where he could. Um, just yeah, mate. I I think like as you're saying, unbelievable. But it's something you would definitely not be able to do. <laughs> not 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 the physical side of things or anything like that. But we started in Brest, mate. So I think. So oh, you, with directions and cities, I think you just end up in bloody, I don't know, Italy or something. Well, yeah, we started Brest, not Bruges. Oh, yeah, fair one. But so yeah, but everything you said, unbelievable, really. So because what was he doing? He was raising money for some charity. I can't remember what charity it was now. Yeah, so mental health or yeah, it was for a good cause. I can't remember the exact charity. Um, but he, he, I'm not sure the figure he raised either. But it was it was hundreds of thousands. It made it into the hundreds. Um, so, yeah, good on him. I mean, it's a bit of a fruitcake to even attempt that. But, uh, yeah, he made and he made it way before we did. Well, I didn't make it, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> he made it like days and days before, uh, before, before the Tour de France did. Um, so, mate, I think he, for me, he wins it. Yeah, fair. I'll agree as well. I think, oh, here we go. 370k he raised for World Bike Relief. Yeah, fair. 370k, legend. Mm. God. That's, that's similar to what I raised for my Zwift shifts. 
a hell of a lot more work what he did. I only did three days. Yeah. Uh, yes. It's not. It's not all about you, Gary. No, I'm just saying. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you could have released them your uh, NHS Zwift shifts on in sandals. Oh blimey! Yeah, imagine that. No thanks. Thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> uh, right. Next category: breakthrough of the year. Um, how many we got? We got three up for this. So we got our very own Ethan Hater, uh, nine road wins, national TT champ, national crit champ, Olympic silver medal, world omnium champ. Um, he won Tour Norway overall. Uh, picked up a couple of stages there. He was brilliant in Tour of Britain. Just kind of solid throughout, wasn't he? Um, Andalusia, he won a stage there. Uh, just... Yeah, just just came onto the scene, didn't he? Um, just really exploded and, and kind of set the season alight. Yeah, yeah, cracking, cracking your nine wins and bad, is it? Um, next one, Pidcock. Now, obviously, he's been around the while now. A lot of people know him. Um, you know, his mountain biking and cross and all the stuff he does. But, you know, winning Olympic gold and mountain bike, won a semi-classic. Um, some people say he won Amstel as well. Um, you know, gotta say he's he definitely went up another level this year. Um, did his first Grand Tour de Vuelta, that'll stand him in good stead. Um, but yeah, I think Pickock deserves a shout out as well. And last but not least, we got a we got a Welshie, uh, Zoe Backstead, Magnus Backstead's daughter. Um, yeah, I think she, I mean. I didn't follow her throughout the season, but obviously you hear things, you see things. Uh, I spoke to her at the um, at the World Championships um, this year, and she just kind of pretty dominant across the across the season. And yeah. but what makes it more special is across different disciplines. Um, you know, she's been she won three European junior titles on the track, cyclocross uh, European champion. Uh, won the junior road race, so across three disciplines there, she, she's she's dominated, um, which is you know to do it on one is mega, but to do it on three, weapon, um, and she's Welsh, so good on yeah, you. Yeah, big big staff, big staff for future. Who are you picking, mate? Watch your space. Um, oh, it's a tough one, isn't it? Um, I think I'm going to go with Zoe Baxter. My I know heart, it's my well, heart is going to say hater. Yeah, a tough one because they've all had like they've all been great, haven't they? But saying that, yeah, Zoe can win it next year when she dominates some the women's pro peloton as well. But yeah, I, I, but Pigock won Olympic gold as well, and he's only like twenty one or something. Or well, that's bigger. No, let's, no, let's go with Hater. You know, he performed all year, didn't he? And he went to the track and come back to the road. And yeah, no, Hater, chapeau. And I think with Tom, like what he did was mega. But if we're talking like breakthrough, then it's like really a big difference between the previous year and this year. It's like bam, I'm here. Whereas last year he was already at a very high level. Where, Who yeah, I mean, that? we can give a draw, mate. We can give two trophies. What Zoe did and Hater. Both mega. Yeah. The only Sorry, thing with Zoe, though, is she's still a junior as well, isn't she? So it's, um, 
what will she do? Uh, I don't want to like. I don't want to make it sound like it's less of an achievement now, but I hate to guess my vote. Yeah. All right, we'll go with that. You hate it, boy. All right, next up, team of the year. Um, first up, Alperson. They had a, a very good uh, year for a pro Conti team. You know, they wore the yellow jersey in the tour for however many days, near on a week, was it? Or at least four or five days till he decided to, that he just fancied going home. Um, whatever you think of that. Uh, but yeah, like it's not just Van der Poel been winning either, though, is it? Um, a few of their sprinters were up there. Philipson and uh, who was the other dude? Tim Tim Mullier. Yeah, um, both of them had had good years as well. Um, yeah, and just for like a pro Conti team, obviously limited budget compared to the World Tour teams, and they really sort of um, well rode above and beyond what you'd sort of expect really from from a team like that. So, I think yeah, interesting stat here, and I. And I hope I'm right. I think they won stage three of each Grand Tour. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah. So, so stage three of Giro Tour Welter, they won. Um, but like you say, like it, it's all about Van der Poel. But then you've got like Philipson. I don't know how many races he won, but a lot. Merlier, a lot. And then there's a lot of guys, you know, who maybe aren't like the biggest names in the world of cycling, and they all contributed to that win total. Um, and, yeah, I think, well, we'll name the other teams, but Bahrain, um, I think it's more with Bahrain that they they stepped up a lot as opposed to being, well, like, were they incredible, the best team this year? No, I think other teams were probably more successful, but it's more that in comparison to last year, I think they really stepped up and they really ramping it up if you um you know you had Caruso who was second in the Giro you had uh yeah. you know Corbrelli who like we said Euros and Roubaix and it just seemed like every uh Mahoric and uh on Corbrelli dominated Enico tour one tour one one two one most stages yeah it just Jack Haig Jack Haig he Jack Haig he could have been in the breakthrough the year actually he really stepped up this year okay. third in the Vuelta like you know, a few of those one-week races, he was like consistency, consistently, you know, fighting for that podium. Um, yeah, he, he he's been good as well. So yeah, for sure, Bahrain was uh, most improved, maybe, which is yeah. maybe not seen as one of the best awards, but yeah. And then the final nomination is is Quick Step, and I think it's just. Uh... Quick step being quick step, isn't it really? I think each year they can, um, you know, a rider goes there, steps up, performs, wins a lot. And, and often, you know, after two years, three years, they move on. Um, for one reason or another, they, I don't know, they chase the money or, or whatever, they move on. And you say, right, they've lost their superstar now and they haven't got a massive name. And suddenly someone else comes in and takes their, that place. And I think, you know, just... Credit to them, really. Year on year, they take the title for, you know, most wins um, by quite a stretch. Uh, I'm not sure the figure of how many wins it is, but, you know, they won the most, I think, high 40, something like that. Um, you know, it's almost a race a week, almost, which is is just nuts. And I think... What do you think's better, though? What do you think's better? Having a load of wins 
and that's not necessarily big wins either, but you know, still wins, pro wins, or like winning the tour or winning a grand tour. I'd go, I'd always go quality over quantity. Um, so I, I would, yeah, I would go quality over quantity, but that being said, they've got the quality as well, apart from three grand tours. If you take them away, then they win on a bigger scale. You know, they, uh, they won Flanders with Asgreen. You know, they, they win monuments. So they win on the very highest level, apart from grand tours, which is maybe, you know, where, where Renko is going to step in. And I think it's, uh, yeah, but back to your question, I, I'd take quality over quantity. Mm. Mate, and yeah. I think even our team... I was going to say, even we had a good year, like with, you know, what was it? Um, Catalonia, Romandy, Swiss, Dauphiné, Giro, podium in the tour. Um, Olympics. Okay, don't really claim it, but Carapaz won Olympic gold. Rowan Dennis third in the TT. Ghana won the team pursuit. Pitcock won mountain bike. Um, okay, your national teams and stuff and all that, but, you know, it's all the team which which gets the rider there in, in good shape, isn't it? So that's not a bad year, really, is it? But for, unless for us now, unless we win the tour, then it's seen as a failure, isn't it? Which is kind of, well, the standards that we kind of have now. If you go, like, up, up, up until the tour, I mean, pretty much every stage race, the team won. And if they didn't, mm. it was second or third. And then, yeah, like you say, in the tour itself, podium, like, unreal. But the level is, the bar's set high. It's as simple as that. When you go to the tour for, and you win it, you know, six out of seven years or five out of seven years, whatever it is, then if you go back and you get a podium, it's, uh, well, who cares? You've won it in the past. So it's damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think the team had a great year. But for me... The award has to go to Alperson. Um, you know what they did? They batted, they just batted so much above their weight. Um, one with a load of different riders, one on the highest level. Um, you know, kind of underdogs, but you'd say at the start of the season, underdogs, and you'd say, okay, Van der Poel can carry the team, but you know, a lot of guys pulled their own weight and, uh, you know, yeah, batted well above their weight. So I've got to give it to them. Yeah. I agree. Fair play. Alperson, team of the year. Um, right, we got two more awards to go. So we got um, surprise. I think, we just, I think we just do surprise. Like we don't grenadier of the year. We can chop that now. Well, I was going to win it anyway, but yeah. Okay, okay. yeah, you can I'm, add it then. I'm grenadier of the year. That one's done. Um, <laughs> great year. Absolute God. Um, there for the boys. Yeah. So surprise of the year. Um, yeah, so I said this one, which um, I don't want to like cause any disrespect now, but the podium at the Worlds was a surprise. Like, not the winner, Alaphilippe, winning for the second year in a row, fair play. Um, but I think Dylan Van Baal being second and Michael Valgren third um, was a surprise, even though going there, you'd always say Dylan in that type of race would definitely be up there and like they suited down to the ground to him just. 300 odd watts all day you know just yeah that's the type of rider he is same with Valgren Valgren back ends the year after he's got a grand tour on his legs he seems to just fly you know one day races and you know he won the two races in Italy beforehand um, 
obviously he was going really well, part of a super strong Danish team. So it's not a surprise, but the fact that those two were on it together is kind of a surprise because it's not, they wouldn't be listed in the favourites, would they? But in the Peloton, you know, those two are, are super strong and they could do it. So, yeah, I'd say that is was a surprise. No, I agree, mate. I think uh, if you said half through the year, Dylan and Balogun on podium, like we know what they're capable of because we know them both well, um, to be our mates. But, you know, to think when you look at the start sheet and you had like Colbrelli, Remco, Van Aert, you know, they're like, do them? Yeah, surprise. Um, second nomination is Cav winning at the tour again. Or, or, you know, winning in general, but at the tour, I think he had, I think he must have had almost 10 wins or 10 wins. And I think, uh, you know, rewind the clock, look at the past three seasons. Um, you know, deep down, I think both of us had a bit, had, you know, we, we we were always in the camp, never write Cav off. Um, you know, it's, and as time was ticking by, you, you started to question whether you still believe that. But I think we both had, faith that you know never write Cav off and if he goes back to a good team he can win but could he win on the highest level I think anyone would have uh, doubted that and he won he won throughout the years got got the ball rolling at Turkey and then you know he won three stages at the tour and then to win the green jersey is uh, yeah I mean very few yeah he's capable of that yeah I was going to say like he we all know, you know, you don't write him off, but at the same time, you're like, it's going to be hard for him though to, to win a stage, you know, at, at the tour again. But yeah, as you say, to win four stages and the green jersey, yeah, that is a surprise. And well, even he would say, like, he didn't even think he was riding the tour until about two weeks before, you know, when the whole issue with Bennett, Sam Bennett's knee and things and then, you know, falling out with the team and all that jazz. But so he wasn't even riding until, you know, a couple of weeks before. So yeah, um, do you know what he said to me at the start of the tour? I was like, are you up for this then, mate? Ready to go? Yeah, yeah. I said, uh... and he was like, lad, if I win one stage here, I'm going to retire right there, right then. <laughs> <laughs> so he was, you know, he's yeah. confident because he's cab, but he was still, like, that was in his head. Yeah. He won a yeah, stage yeah. next morning. I said, what are you still doing here, mate? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I mean, he's confident. He knew he could do it, but you know, he wasn't 100% confident he came up with a comment like that. But um, Yeah. He wouldn't say that now, though. But, oh, lad, of course I'd win four. Should have won six. She, mate, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he still... Yeah, but, he won the Champs League and took the record. Yeah, and, and yeah, going back to that, he, he's equaled Eddie Merck's record, hasn't he? So, yeah. yeah and final nomination. Yeah. Well, we mentioned... <laughs> Go on. I think... Well, yeah, final nomination. I think we mentioned him earlier, but... um unless George edited it out. But yeah, Carl Brelli, I think his just season in general was a surprise, like unreal, really. You know, I think that stage we mentioned, um, actually, no, it was stage nine of the tour it was, up to teen. I think he was second or third. Like, it was a full-on mountain stage. Like, you know, the race was in bits. It was raining. It was horrible. You know, he was up there there. And he's winning sprints in all sorts of different races. Euros, as we've mentioned. You know, real hard, tough races. Um, Roubaix, uh, you know, he's always been a decent rider, haven't he? But he's certainly gone up a level this year. And, um, yeah, I'd say that was probably another surprise sort of season, really. 
almost took your head off in Dauphiné as well, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That stage, um, yeah, that I won. And then he came past right on the line. Like, I thought I'd won it until about one millimetre before the line. I was like, holy shit, he came past me fast there. Like, I've absolutely no idea who's won this now. But, um, yeah, luckily, I did by, you know, a couple of centimetres. But, uh, yeah, some boy. Didn't he get, like, four second places in, in Dauphiné or something mad like that? Yeah, yeah. So, oh, yeah, it was just... I can't remember every day now, but basically, yeah, he he was second maybe three or four times. Did he win a stage, though? I think he won a stage and then was second, like, three or four times. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah. Not bad, yeah. Just a guy who, I guess... Maybe not surprised, but like step up again. Like he, he's always been a good rider. Consistent rider-off. as well, though, wasn't he? Like, yeah, always been classy, always been knocking on the door. And then this year it was like, bang, I'm here, bitches. He was like in yeah. the government every race there, there, there. So, um, who, who, who are you picking, G? Oh, uh, just because you'll probably be annoyed with it. I'm going to go with Cav. Yeah, I'd go Cav as well. I go Cav. Um, I mean, <laughs> if, he, if he'd done all that, but maybe not done as well at the tour and not won the green jersey, maybe not. But the fact that, yeah, you know, he did all that, then was the sprinter at the tour and won the green jersey. I mean, so happy to see him back where he is. I mean that. Um, so, Cav, you surprised us, mate. Well done. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fair play. I agree. Mate, that, wrap, nil, that wraps it up. The awards for another year. Yeah, Grenadier. Do you remember? Here's one. Just quickly. Do you remember last year we had a category flop of the year or, or something like that was the category? Do you remember who we nominated? Last year? Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> well, it's a bit awkward because he's our Egan. It, no. Next year we just signed him. He's our teammate. Elia Viviani. <laughs> oh yeah I do remember now I can't wait to see him. I, I, I wonder if he knows or not but I can't wait to see him and tell him oh mate you won flop of the year last year on our podcast <laughs> he's obviously stepped it up this year then yeah yeah and, well that's why we did he won a couple of races didn't he yeah mate he's, he's back he's going to win loads next year you watch weapon oh yeah G and Luke lead out bam bam arms in the air thanks for coming <laughs> cheers bitches <laughs> right radio um, let's wrap it up there then mate yeah alright but well I'll catch you on, on the road tomorrow yeah mega put your half wheel back in your leave your half wheel at home though right mate that's not been out for a while <laughs> I'm saving that for radio. training camp radio I'll um, yeah catch you later mate yeah. alright but ciao ciao bye mate ciao